Welcome to the Franchise Supplier Wire podcast, brought to you by FranchiseSupplierNetwork.com and distributed by Modern Business, where supplier experts share how to take your franchise to the next level. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Franchise Supplier Wire podcast. This is actually our, our second official episode of Franchise Supplier Wire uh, although we do have uh, quite a big audience over in the, the really the modern business podcast network. And so we are excited to have you guys join us today, wherever you're listening, whether it's on Apple or Spotify or all of the different channels, be sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. And I will also note that uh, please give us a follow on uh, Franchise Supplier Network and uh, our website is linked there. And so for the conversation with the folks that we have on the line today, uh, you can view their profile, request, uh, ask questions, request a meeting and several different things. And you can also look for uh, resources and case studies that are, are being syndicated both by our guests today, as well as uh, other suppliers in the industry. And so the really the purpose of the Supplier Wire podcast is to bring you thought leaders to bring you subject matter experts on all things technology, uh, on services uh, for franchise organizations. And, and so the really the topic for today's conversation is identifying and managing your franchise tech stack to grow and scale your brand. And uh, at, right prior to hitting record, I was discussing with the two gentlemen on the line today, and uh, we were talking about really the... I and this is kind of my words, but I would call it the bloated nature. There's so many different considerations to make for different technology components, and you got to figure out how to make it all work together and really architect it. Or I could use a pun for today's guest and architect it uh, so that it it really is, is simple. It makes sense, and you're you're leveraging. The latest and greatest in uh, in technology to give your franchisees uh, the playbook to succeed. And so, uh, a couple of other uh, top of house announcements. Um, we did announce uh, recently that Unconference is going to be in March. And so, you can also check out franchisesuppliernetwork.com to view the information on Unconference. It's a, one of my very favorite conferences in all of franchising where C level folks get together and go on what we call franchise spring break. And uh, we have an announcement coming soon on uh, Young Conference, which is uh, the top, the next generation leaders in franchising. And so, just wanted to kind of make a cliff note on that. So, by, by way of introduction to today's guest, we have the CEO of a company called Orchitect on the line. His name is Monty Miller. And we also have the CRO, the Chief Revenue Officer, Madhav Surapanini. And hopefully I didn't butcher the name, but gentlemen, welcome to Franchise Supplier Wire. Thank you, Ryan. Glad to be here. Thanks, Ryan. It's good to be here too. Beautiful. I, I want to kick it off and, and just put a couple of cliff notes on some fun facts on you guys. Um, so, so Madhav, he likes to dive with sharks and, uh, we have a little intake for him. And I, I saw that come across and I'm, I'm excited to be meeting you guys in office next week. So I can discuss some stories around that. I've never, I've never dived or dove with sharks, whatever the proper usage of that phrase is. And then Monty is a barbecue enthusiast as well as award-winning tailgater and poet. 
<laughs> so that's, you guys are are an awesome bunch, not only with the technology background, but very interesting as well. So it's a pleasure hosting you, and we'll we'll jump straight into uh, to the episode here. Um, let, let's just kick it off, and I'll have Monty. I, I'd love to have you provide some context for your background, your career journey prior to Architect, and uh, also would love to get kind of the 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 come to franchising story everybody kind of has that uh that story where you really discovered the value that you could create in the franchise sector and we like to say that once you once you find franchising it typically finds you uh people typically don't seek it out but we'd love to hear your background and kind of how you how uh, architect came to be Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, my background is in, in telecom. Um, so if everybody's heard of the, you know, the singular or AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobiles of the world. So I was heavily involved with 2G, 3G, 4G in designing networks, optimizing and deploying those networks. And that's kind of what led us here today, because when you talk about the architecture and having all of these systems and platforms and applications that are uh, operating in in silo or very fragmented, um, you you want to have that orchestration because as a business owner, you want to put all of those into a single pane of glass. And so that's that's been the endeavor uh, since day one. Um, So it's that background in technology um, that that really led us to where we are today to help uh, these business owners succeed. When we talk about connecting devices, this is very much about connecting your locations so that you can know what's going on in near real time to the health and performance of your business. So that's that's really the, the, the background and what led us here. Um, we've got a, a strong technology team, but we're also very pragmatic about making things easy to use, user-friendly, and providing answers in a simplistic uh, way. We've all seen dashboards that are almost, uh, uh, you're unable to decipher what it really means. And 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 so our platform does that for you uh, automatically. I like the word automatically and yeah. uh, a very, very relevant background indeed. Um, Madhav, tell us about your uh, background and really previous career journey thus far. Um, no, definitely. It's it's funny. So Monty and I have actually known each other for 20 years. So we're all ex-telecom people. In fact, the other founders are also from telecommunications. So across the company, we probably have more than 100 years of tech experience. But yes, I started my career in technology and then ended up going into business consulting and then ended up working at Oracle uh, in the SaaS world. And then when Monty started this company and he was building a solution, there's a lot of stuff that I was able to bring from the Oracle background. And we saw there was a niche and a need within the franchise industry, right? The As you mentioned before, the franchise tech stack, right? The technology stack is very prevalent in other industries, but it's proving much more prevalent now in the franchise industry. And the platform that we have allows us to build and manage that, that tech stack. And, and there was a need and we saw where we could come and bring some value and so I decided to join forces with Monty, and I guess that's where we are today. Yeah, and I, I look forward to diving here momentarily into the products and services that you offer kind of within that tech stack, both at a high level and, and on down to uh, kind of the, the the front lines, if you will. Um, but one one question that I want to ask is for the folks listening, what industries do what industries do you serve? And uh, I, I'll make a note for the folks listening, even if it, even if 
for some reason you're listening and and this that uh you know you're not in an industry that they directly serve there's a lot of kind of big picture ideas that you can translate into your business and so i also am learning a little bit more about the platform you guys came high high recommendation to us and uh I, i've taken a deep dive in and i'm really impressed with what i see um, but give us kind of the the big picture on the the different sectors that you serve within franchising. Yeah, so it's it, it's really simple because really we focus on multi location businesses. But one of the things that we've uh, really understood is that outside of franchising, most people think of quick service restaurants or. Uh, food food related um, businesses, and we've really targeted a lot of other uh, businesses outside of of a traditional food in retail, in supply chain logistics, and education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because any any business with multiple locations, they have the same needs to generate revenue, measure that, do their accounting, CRM, employee uh, ERP, or HR and payroll. Um, they need all of that, but right now they're all separate systems. So it, it really, we look at it as a tool to help orchestrate those systems, either at one location or a thousand locations, so they can understand what's going on. They can do it quickly and efficiently, and then they can work on their business. Yeah, you're very, very helpful for the context uh, for the audience. So, so break that down a little bit in terms of what that means with just tactically what types of systems that you're able to to bring into your dashboard and and maybe even a little bit of how you go about that. But if you were to kind of break down the the product, service, offering, and value prop. Uh, how how do you articulate that at a, at a at a high level and then dig in a little bit deeper? Yeah, very simply put, it's a most people are when they're running their businesses, they'll rely on a point of sale system. So you've got your your Square, your Clover, your Vend, Lightspeed, um, number of others that are niche market ones, and so we really listen to our clients, understand what they're using. Uh, we had a client just recently that they, they were wanting to, to go to Heartland and we can integrate with that one as well. Um, it's all about APIs and webhooks for us. But then the, the key point with that is that you get all that information off a of point of sales and understand that, but we also integrate with uh, Intuit. So your QuickBooks Online, so we're actually a partner of Intuit. So now your bookkeeping uh, needs are greatly reduced um, because when you apply and uh, orchestrate that technology, that operational efficiency gain that you you get um, by having proper tools and processes uh, greatly simplifies. So now you're on a, a bona fide system, not relying on spreadsheets, clipboards, and other third-party systems to understand how your business is performing. We also integrate CRM, so all your franchise business development, your leads, your onboarding. Uh, there's a number of uh, things that we do with that um, in, in relation to your FDD. So your item 19, your item 20, we can automate those processes and, and give that to you uh, in that single pane of glass. I don't know, if you want to complement that or add to that. Sure, no. I, yeah, I think a little bit more is, Ryan, to your earlier point, yes, the application software world is so filled with different options in the franchise industry. The question always is from, for a lot of brands, is, okay, how do I make them talk to each other? How do I connect them to each other? That's fundamentally a big problem that we solve. So we don't come in and replace 
and say, oh, you have to get out of QuickBooks. Or you have to get out of POS system. We work with what you have. Mm-hmm. And to, to break it down even further, if you look at the lifespan of a franchise brand, it typically covers three areas, right? Business development, where you're doing a prospect journey, and then now you're managing all the locations, which is your location management, and then the operations piece. Typically, you have multiple applications that you have to use to do all these three things together. We pull all of these onto a single pane of glass. For example, on the franchise business development, we can integrate with Zoho, we can integrate with HubSpot, we can integrate with Salesforce or Client Tether, Pipedrive, because the application front end, we don't change that. What we do is we pull in that data and then connect that data with what's happening in the rest of the business. Because as a business owner, you want to see everything from end to end to be able to understand what's really happening to make those key decisions that drive profitability, whether that's top line revenue or bottom line cost reduction. When you focus on profitability and you're looking at either top or bottom line, that means you have to look at everything that's happening in your business from the ops piece, from the unit economics piece, from the onboarding piece. How do you pull all of this across multiple locations onto one single platform? And that's what we do to the orchestration layer. So we come in and we kind of think we sit at the bottom of these softwares and we pull in that data. So as an owner, you don't have to go in and log into multiple applications. You just come into the maestro and the maestro is basically connected into everything else. And by connecting to everything else, now I can pull in the data, marry the data with each other, and now I can look at predictive analytics. I can look at forecasting. I can tell you what's happening, how one location performs with the other location at multiple level sets. And you can also start diving down layer by layer to understand why, has, have, you, why have you dropped 30%? Why do you have this inefficiency of bottleneck? And how do you solve it? Because we analyze the data. There's intelligence built into the Maestro platform. It allows us to analyze that data. And because I'm able to analyze the data, now I can tell the owner, here's what's happening and here's where the problem is. So you can fix the problem without having to, uh, having to understand yourself because we have that in, in the system. One follow-up question that I have to that is, as we're, we're ingesting all of this data, this information, and we're connecting it, I like the analogy that you use, that it's on a single uh pane of glass and it's sitting right here in front of you. Are you replacing, uh, uh, for example, let's say that an organization has a business intelligence uh, solution that they've they've deployed and maybe they love it and maybe they don't. Maybe they're open to looking, right? Do you replace whether it's a Microsoft BI or a Domo or a system like that? Are you replacing that or is that another date? Uh, is that another thing that you're able to bring into one place? No, great Sorry. question. When yeah. when we go in and talk to a brand, first we, we wear the cap of a consultant and understand exactly what are you trying to do? Not just today, but what are you doing to five years from now, 10 years, where do you want to go? Then based on what they're trying to do, based on the existing technology applications, we can evaluate together what do we keep and what don't we keep? If you already have, let's say, a BI that you like, We don't need to come and replace it. Let's use what you already have. But let's say there's a gap in your solution. Now let's figure out how we pull something else to fix that gap. So then we identify this technology stack that's end-to-end that becomes that brand's customized technology platform that we support. Yep. Monty, did you have anything else to add? I think that was very, very, uh, it gives me a nice perceptual picture 
of the, the, the engagement process with really a more of a consultative approach rather than saying, we have this piece of software. Yes, you can customize some things, but this is the product. It's really more of a consultative approach. Um, anything that you would add to that, Monty? Yeah, no, I mean, the model clean, uh, clearly uh, uh, stated um, what we do there, but it's really about what makes the best sense for that business owner and their brand. Right. So uh, if they've got something, they love it and it works. But again, they're missing something else. That orchestration allows them to fill those gaps and it allows them to get the answers to, to the things they're looking for and it grow and evolve their business. The, 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 the big thing that we do with that consultative approach is that we understand day one, but we also understand day 360 and 720 and three to five years out so they can start working towards that. And we really work as their IT partner or their solution partner to make sure that they achieve those goals, identify what's working, what's not working as we move forward. Because um, as we all know, the, the, the economy changes, the industry changes, the technology changes. We want to make sure that they have the best tools going forward uh, to properly navigate those, those changes in the, in the in industry. Yeah. If I can pick it back and just what Monty said, the technology changes, that's, that's so crucial because coming from the technology world, we know how quickly technology evolves and grows. So a platform that you're using has to be scalable, not only for you to scale your business, but it should also be scalable so you can add on software applications and functionality as and when you need it. So mm -hmm. the, the orchestration that we do is a modular approach. Like you may come in and say, I, I need social media, I need loyalty, I need operations, I need KPIs, but maybe you don't need everything right off the bat. Fine. Let's start with what you need. And as you grow, you want to add social media? Let's add social media. You want to add loyalty? Let's add loyalty. We can add on and remove and detract because we're, the your software is adaptable, right? Which also gives the power back to the brand. Because if you're on QuickBooks today and you come three months from now and say, look, I don't like QuickBooks. I want to go to zero. Fine. Let's move you from QuickBooks to zero. The other aspect is we are constantly evaluating software. So for a client last year who was looking for an HR platform, we evaluated nine different HR softwares from UKG to Paylocity to a bunch of them and figured out what is the right fit for the client, right? Is that solution going to fit their long-term vision and grow and scale with them? And maybe we don't have one solution that will take them for 10 years, but we have one solution that works for five years. Fine. After the next five years, we'll change and put, take you out and put a new software solution on there. That is the beauty of an orchestration platform because it gives that power back to the owners to be able to grow and scale your technology stack as your company grows. This is great. I, I actually have several follow-up questions uh, uh, from this. One of the observations that I'll make is that by virtue of how franchise how the franchise business model works. It's a beautiful business model because you're able to leverage the brand, leverage systems and processes. But when you have an organization, let's say that we have a franchise or a franchise organization that has $115 million in system-wide sales. The brand is obviously collecting a royalty, whether it's 6%, 7%, 5%, whatever the royalty is. So you have a, a, a hundred plus million dollar organization with a headquarters revenue of maybe six, seven, eight 
depending on franchise development, maybe $10 million. And so what you have is uh, at a, at a corporate structure, you have a hundred million dollars in sales. You probably can afford a lot bigger of a, of a, of a CTO and IT infrastructure tech staff, but franchise organizations really need to partner with the right people so mm-hmm. that they can get that shared knowledge and executional knowledge and really strategic guidance. And mm-hmm. so um, it's, 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 I'm just pointing out that that's just an obvious observation in the franchise world, but it's really important to be able to leverage partners, whether it's Orchitect or others, to be able to plan out that roadmap. It's not about the three-month and six-month plan or one-year or even three-year plan. It's about the the longer-term vision and strategy. Are you are Do you have an exit in mind in five years or three years? Well, what is the information that you're going to need? And so anyway, it gets into a much more strategic conversation. And uh, partners like you guys are really, really important because if you make those wrong decisions in that tech stack, it can be super costly. And it can actually set you back. And we all know that rolling things out and then peeling back and making changes has to happen sometimes. But you 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 would prefer to not make those make those uh, changes while you're going and working with the right partners can assist in that. So one of the follow up questions that uh, that I have is you mentioned social media um, and you mentioned loyalty. And so when you're how do you how do you. Uh, how do you bring value on those sides of the house? Is it is it bringing in the campaign data? Is it bringing in that data? And so maybe dig dig a little deeper for the marketing leader that may be listening. Yeah. So one of the things that we do, I mean, we're we're orchestration experts, so we're not marketing campaign experts. So we know that um, one of these outside solutions will. Uh, we'll tick the box for these business owners, right? So, and we'll do it in a model. So one of the partners we have is a, a company called Soshi. And so then you have now have the tools through that association to not only understand your marketing spend, be able to target geographically those uh, marketing campaigns and understanding what works and what doesn't work. We can augment that data with additional information on top of that. We We don't want to... Uh, replicate or recreate the process. We won't always want to augment or make something simpler and easier to use. So uh, it's it's really about those types of solutions. So that that marketing aspect we leave to the experts, but we'll we'll do the orchestration so that you can understand what's working well, what's not working well, and do it very simply. Perfect. Um, another question that I have that came up is kind of in this consultative process when you're engaging with franchisors and even multi-unit franchisees, what are some of the common challenges that you see and what do you find uh, yourself regularly consulting or if you're if you're if you're kind of boiling down some of the challenges that you see and some of the feedback that you're giving, what does some of that look like? Definitely. I think I can take this one because I, I do a lot of the consulting uh, for, the, for the company. So I think one, a couple of aspects, right? The first aspect is really sitting down and sharing some of the knowledge that we have, right? I mean, they may come in and say, okay, I'm a restaurant or I'm a kid's education and here's what I'm thinking. But we can also say, here's what we've seen. Right. Because we have maybe three or four kids education uh, customers and I may have five, six restaurants. We've seen the common technology challenges the brand has, because fundamentally, if you look at 
the business, let's say, of a restaurant, of, of, of a kid's education, or even axe throwing, right? The name of the company may be different, but the business of that business is very similar. Mm-hmm. I need to know, for example, lane utilization for, for axe throwing. I need to know how many people come in, at what time do they come in, and what are the right platforms for me to use? So when we take the consultative approach, we always listen to see what the customer has, and then we can add on and say, in addition to what you have, let's think about this and this because we know this is what you may need. You may not need it now, but at least let's put it on the roadmap. So as you're growing and you're scaling, here's a system that will work for you so you can see really what's happening, right? So that's one key point where we bring our consultative background uh, into play because you're looking at it from an operational management perspective. The second thing we observe is, which we, we tell a lot of our brands is, Technology is not cheap, right? And it's always growing and always scaling. It is crucial that you have a technology fee within your FDD because every app, every location has to have technology as well. And by the time you add an inventory or an accounting or you're doing a supply chain, are you doing loyalty, are you doing marketing, it adds up. And if you don't have a tech fee, then it becomes challenging for everybody there. So it's a huge thing we tell every brand please include a tech fee, right? Either make it a percentage of your revenue or you make it a scale or you make it a margin, put something in there that allows you. Because today you may be only using QuickBooks, okay, $60. But three months from now, you need something else. You want to add marketing, okay, that's another $80. You need to have a tech fee that allows you to grow as the requirements of the brand grows. So those are the two big items we we typically um, see is really understanding what is my tech stack what are the right solutions I need to solve my problem? And what is the cost for that? And how do I capture that as well? Very well said. It is. And, and oftentimes I find that, you know, as I'm looking at FDDs and, and as I've gone through my consultations and all the rest is you see that uh, the tech fees are often written for maybe seven years ago and they're not necessarily adjusted. And from a, Franchise development perspective, franchisors, the development team want like it, it. There's some anxiety around the fees, which is is obvious. But really, the question is is as how do you, you know, what is the impact that your that that technology infrastructure can have on the brand? And uh, there there's a thousand ways to look at that. And so, in order to compete in the modern world, you have to leverage technology. And in, in today's world. On the last episode, we were talking to a one of our uh, marketing supplier members, and we we kind of got into all of the kind of the the trend words that are happening. But these aren't just tr- these aren't just buzzwords. They're they're live. They are here. This is artificial intelligence. This is conversational, personalized, two way communicational tools. Things that can really drive revenue and and oftentimes replace humans. Is what is what technology can do and and execute it on a on a uh, predictable, consistent basis. Whereas uh, harder to keep humans accountable. And so, anyways, it's it's a it's a big it's a big big topic to chew on. And I look at some FTDs and you have a hundred and twenty five dollar tech fee, and that just doesn't make sense. And that may be an extreme example. Um, Monty, is there anything else that you would add to that? I think that was a really solid overview of some of the common challenges that you guys see is, is any anything to add to that? 
No, it, it, it's a really great comment because that that tech stack is is very much needed because a lot of these multi-location businesses, they need to have common systems, platforms, applications, processes. So if you've, if you've got three locations doing their own thing and three locations over here doing another thing, um, from a from a brand perspective, it's it's really disorganized. So having everybody with the same technology fee and the same um, approach to business um, really helps everybody else out. So it's it's really about um, you know getting that operational efficiency, financial efficiency, so you can grow and scale the business. Another question that I have that was well said. Another question that I have is oftentimes I have seen organizations, franchise organizations in the marketing department, there will be several marketing suppliers that are competing for for business. And maybe you have groups in different regions like to go with this marketing supplier for local local marketing. And, you know, over here, the brand works with one on the national level. And so there's there's kind of a lot of supplier bloat. So organizations are now I'm seeing a lot more consolidation but for the organizations that do have multiple suppliers and they like it that way, they want to give, they want to 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 consult with these organizations, work with them, and give them their stamp of approval and say, look, these are here are two really solid marketing partners. We're partnered with both of them. We've pre-negotiated nice deals. Um, can you guys bring in multiple? Uh, you know, multiple partners into the stack. I think I know the answer to the question, but. Um, are you able to orchestrate and and solve the challenge of having multiple different partners where it's hard to you can't really view the data for everybody but are you able to consolidate that yeah the the simple answer is yes right and that's and we're excited to be able to say that because that's not been true with uh, you know different solutions platforms and architectures in the past so absolutely and then understand from the business owner or the brand owner's perspective how they want to utilize and disseminate uh, the the use and orchestration of those two uh, platforms because the geographic considerations are are are, are quite unique uh, in franchising because it's not just North America, Canada, South America, Europe, but internationally as well. So there's different systems and platforms that may be applicable to one country or region versus another. So we have to be prepared for that, and we can solve that. Yep, beautiful. So I would like for you guys, if you could talk through or share, whether high level or in detail, however you'd like, but do you have a case study that that you would mind sharing with the audience? Um, I, there's one that always comes to the top of my mind with a customer we signed a number of months ago, and they're, they're now deploying all of their uh, locations in the mid-20s uh, range. Um, you know, upfront, they were using a lot of uh, spreadsheets. Um, they were using uh, QuickBooks. They were using some other tools um, in, in a very disorganized fashion. Um, this particular business owners were spending hours a day uh, managing, updating the spreadsheets, not only from a corporate or brand perspective, but for all of the, the locations as well. So with our solution, she was able to delegate to those locations and give them the answers they need. Put time back in her day, and um, it's 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 
the, the best part about this, not only do we solve those problems for her, but now she's excited about all of the new opportunities or new things that she can do that she now has time for that she didn't have time for before to grow and scale her business, right? So, and adding delegation to each of the locations so they can understand the details of their business and then understand everything from a brand perspective uh, for her. Um, that's one of the best uh, uh, use cases that, that we've seen because um, I personally lived that pain years ago, and that's been our endeavor to solve this for our business owners as well. Very, very nice. Um, any other color that you would like to add to that, Madhav? Yeah, there's a, another brand If I that everybody knows. Anyway, they, so one of their franchisees came to us almost two and a half years ago with a very specific use case. They were spending too much time driving between their locations. So their managers were driving between the locations and spending hours. They came to us and said, I want to be able to sit in my corporate office and call a location, see what's happening inside this kitchen or see inside of this office. And on the other side, it should be self-answerable. And I should be able to peep in whenever I want and talk to my people. And we said, okay, fine, let's figure this out. So we, we, we sat down, we came up with a unique solution. We incorporated two other applications. And then with the Maestro, created a very, very unique solution for this problem. And now the customer can basically sit in the Dallas location, call any of his locations when he wants. It's self-answered on the other side. It's two-way communication portal. He can see he can talk, he can even send, he can even write on the screen and he's able to talk with all 50 of his locations at the touch of a button. That's a very unique solution that we built specifically for that franchise. Yeah, and to add to that too, um, Ryan, I didn't mean to jump in, but uh, when you talk about multiple um, solutions in, in architecture, it also runs digital signage when you're not in an active call. So now there's employee metrics, there's employee rewards, there's how-to guides. There's things that are relevant to their business. So those are running 24-7 in addition to that. So there's also a maintenance solution that's being unveiled uh, even as we speak. So um, it's really about orchestration of things that were traditionally separate into uh, one usable solution. But that's an example of how this will grow and evolve and uh, adjust to the business conditions and your business. It's very powerful. It's it's not a it's an out of the box creative solution allowing you to leverage the latest, the greatest, the best technology that exists and then package it into the whether it's the use cases or the the business cases, the challenges that you're looking to solve and it's it's on the operational side uh, as well as as the sales and marketing side. This is it's just a very 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 powerful thing. Um, I think that we've done a pretty decent job of of covering kind of the meat and the potatoes. I know that we can dive a lot deeper. Uh, we're going to be publishing uh, webinars to where we can take a look at some of the stuff that we've talked through, and uh, we'll publish some of the case studies, maybe some testimonials and several other things. You can find that on the Orchitect, uh profile for Franchise Supplier Network, those, those items uh, those items will be coming. Uh, they're not live today. So this is a charge to you guys to work with us, get it up there as quickly as possible. Um, is there anything, so we'll move towards close and I don't want to forget that I want to ask you about some of the uh, fun facts that I mentioned. 
But any uh, any parting words of advice for the franchise community as they're going out of 2022 and into 2023 planning? I don't know how the hell the year moves so fast, um, but any parting words of advice? All right, I'll jump in. I think I think especially when it comes to technology, technology is moving so fast and it is impacting most businesses, right? I mean, back in the day, it wasn't a big portion. Right now, technology is almost 40-50% of your business. And really, you really have to have your hands on at least to understand it. You don't have to have an IT department. You can work with a company like us or somebody else who becomes an IT department. But understanding the impact of technology on the company growing and to scale and to end return profitability is really important because it's a crucial piece of your long-term strategy. And, and, and it's, it's in, in our world, right? It's a big piece. And if you, if I always tell people, please consider it, think about it because it will impact the, the result for your entire brand. So strategically, yeah. definitely technology is a big component of that long-term view. Yeah, and, and and to add to that would be value. You know, it's really, you know, it's what it gives the business owner and all the franchisees in each location. Um, so when you understand at a glance the performance, good or bad, you can address it, make it actionable, and do something about it. Having the proper tools is, is critically important, um, and having it easy to understand to make that decision is critically important. I mean, we've talked a lot about technology, but the the, the one of the big takeaways that we have with it is, is that it's easy to use, it's easy to understand, and, and that's the real value in the technology. It's It's been able to understand what's going on so you can make a decision that affects in a positive way your business. Yep. And the only other thing that was so well said uh, between the two of you guys, it covers all bases. Um, the only thing that I would add is is also from an experiential standpoint experience, whether you're talking about employee experience, you're talking about customer experience, end of day, it needs to help you impact the bottom line, help you understand what's happening in the business and create better experiences, which often translate into all the things that you want to see, you know, the chart with the up and the up, up and to the right. That's what we that's, want to see. Yes, that's and right. So it's it's been a pleasure having you guys on. I have to learn. Give me a very quick cliff notes about some shark diving experiences. <laughs> what is so you how you've been diving with sharks? Yeah, so I've been diving for a long, long time. So several years ago, I went to uh, the Micronesia Islands. So for those of you who know about the Micronesia Islands, it's where the Japanese had uh, the naval base back during World War II. So the number of wrecks, but over there, you're actually able to go and dive and they put you in a circle. And in the middle of the circle, they actually have these drums with dead fish. And you have all these sharks just literally swimming beside you. And as they lift the lid off the drum, there's just a behemoth of all these gray tip and white tip sharks just fighting for the food. And they kick up so much dust, sand dust, that you can barely see and you can see them just swimming past you. It was a wild experience. Definitely, uh, definitely encourage it if you like diving. So it was I fun. have anxiety thinking about that. And I don't have anxiety. <laughs> but that's figured, also a cool experience. Um, it is. I figured if I could swim faster than the next person, I'm going to be safe. <laughs> that was my logic. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to be faster than the shark or the bear, as the old adage goes. I just have to exactly. be faster than that guy. 
<laughs> That's awesome. And Orchitect will help you not get bit by the sh- the, the the sharks of bad technology out there. Um, yes. So I want to hear about also, uh, Monty, I want to hear about some tailgating and some poetry and some barbecue. What say you on those fun facts? Yeah, so barbecue has always been a a passion of mine from the first time that I ever had it. So and it's um, I've really been interested in the history of barbecue, where it came from in the Carolinas and down to Texas, Georgia. Uh, I'm, I'm part of the KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society and the uh, certified judge, so it's 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 been a lot of fun over the years, uh, just to work to kind of perfect the taste and the craft with with that. So it's it's all about the the passion for good food, right? I love that. Uh, I'm having a uh, happy hour with some of the folks over at Dickie's Barbecue uh, coming up next week. Uh, I too love good barbecue, but I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur and a judge as you, but my taste buds are pretty on point. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you, and uh, we certainly would love to have you back. Uh, we'll we'll check in uh, in the near future. And in the meantime, where do folks get in contact with you? You can use the 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 profile on franchisesuppliernetwork.com. Just navigate to Orchitect. But if folks want to connect with you directly, uh, how do they do so? Yeah, just go to our website, uh, orchitect.com, and uh, book a demo, set up some time with us, and we can share even more with you. Yeah. And if you're on LinkedIn, people, and yeah, connect with us on LinkedIn, we're always approachable on LinkedIn as well. That's between the Facebook, the, the website, and LinkedIn. That's really where we spend a lot of our time. Beautiful. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Franchise Supplier Wire. Thank you to the audience for sticking with with us to the end. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much and cheers. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate the time, Ryan. Ryan.